Hello and welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. And welcome to Hawkins, Indiana, one of the worst places to live in the country. Today we're going to be discussing the fourth season of Netflix's mega hit, Stranger Things. And joining me for this epic Dungeons and Dragons sesh, they are the most notorious members of the devil worshipping, cult defining Hellfire Club. It's Ebukanmo! How are you guys doing? I feel like I've forgotten how to do this. It's been a while for Is you, this, hasn't it? It's been, yeah, it's been, it's been a long, long time. We won't tell the audience where, where you've been, what you've been doing. We just know you've been, you've been destroying the world. You've been making the world a worse place to live in. But you know what? That's for a different podcast. I, <laughs> uh, depends um, who you ask. Most people. If you ask, if you definitely, if you ask Greta Thunberg, she definitely say you've been destroying the world. Most, most so. unedic- most uninformed people. <laughs> wow, wow. Okay, Mo, how have you been? Is, um... yeah, yeah. I've been good. I've been really good. I um, I've been. I'm off today, and I just slept in. <laughs> um, and yeah, I've been watching Stranger Things. I think I've seen all the episodes twice now. Again. Um, okay, that's good. Because makes that, it easier for me to just. Intre- that's interesting because I didn't even have the willpower to see some of the episodes once. Uh, like really? Uh, don't yes, don't listen. Don't just. We'll get we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Just Ebuka. Just I'm going to bleep you. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Don't listen to him. He's 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 a he's a child. He's a baby. Um, before we get into it, because <laughs> stupid thoughts. Let me just. Because I have a schedule, I have Let things to me, do. Okay, That's the opposite of a child. What are you doing today? What are you doing today? Like, okay. Things, um, stuff. <laughs> okay, before we go into Ibuka's unfounded claims, let me do a bit of housekeeping, a bit of programming reminders. For anyone who might be hearing Mo's voice for the first time on this podcast, um, he's the, first of all, why? Where have you been? But also, he's the owner and editor-in-chief of the pop culture website, Streamer where they talk about streaming news, film, and TV reviews, sneak peeks for what's coming to the various streams. I think those talk about games as well. So, um, Yeah, yeah, we, yeah we're yeah we doing games at some point in the future. We've yeah. got, we're on the list for, and we just need to get something to review. Yeah, and they talk about all the things that are coming to the various streaming services. So definitely check them out. That's Streamer, S-T-E, sorry, S-T-R-E-A-M-R. And... If you like most thoughts on Stranger Things, this episode, you can catch him on their What Streaming podcast, which is um, owned and led by Josh, um, where they're talking specifically about Volume 2 in more detail. So you can check that out as the What Streaming podcast. Over here on Popcorn for Dinner podcast, we're in the middle of a, of a very busy few days on the podcast. On Monday, we discussed the season three finale of The Boys. So if you've watched the finale and haven't listened to the episode, Please go check out that episode. And on Friday, we're talking about the Miss Marvel finale. So a lot of finales going on, a lot of discussions going on. And, and next Monday, we're jumping on the Taika Waititi goat-led boat to discuss Thor, Love and Thunder. So there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of discussions, a lot of episodes. I really hope you guys check those out. As always, please follow and subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening on. That way you get notified when we release new episodes. Also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can rate and review us. That way... It really helps us get out there. Um, and I'll be doing that as well because I'm taking a little personal hiatus in a couple of weeks. So I'm excited to see what the boys have cooking for the feed. Or they might just leave it and let it rot. I guess we'll find out one way or the other. One thing's going to happen. Um, but for today, we're talking about Stranger Things. We're going to Indiana. We're going to California. We're going to Alaska. We're going to Russian prisons. 
I was talking about Stranger Things. So, quickly, firstly, I'll start with you, Mo. What's your one-sentence description on your thoughts of this season? Bigger. You can give more words if you want. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, fine. Um, it's... Yeah, I, I think I'll just stick with bigger. Yeah, bigger. This... One word, one sentence, yeah. it, it's fine. Ibuka, what's your... Okay, li- larger than life. I'll say okay. larger than life. Um, what's mine? I guess mine would be... I forgot how good the show was. And that's like the honest truth. And we'll talk about that as, as we go on. Um, okay. Uh, okay, let's let's actually find a way to actually get talking about this, this show. So what I want to do is not spend too much time, but maybe I'll tell you, Ibuka, I'll tell you this time because... You were angry sorry last time. Since you, apparently you said this, this season was good, which is a surprise to me. Why did you like this season? And what are your general thoughts of this season now that we know that your one sentence review is larger than life? Okay, so I don't know if you remember, there was a, I think it was a Netflix show where we were watching it and I was like, you can tell that Netflix have money now or something. Do you remember mm-hmm. a conversation? I don't know. I can't remember what show it was or what film it was, but this season felt like this is a... I'm trying to find the words to describe it, but this season felt like this is a, this was an event. Like every episode was an event, like a movie type thing. Oh, do you know the budget sh- for this season? No, no, no. I don't know the budget. 270 million. Yeah. You see, so that's it's, what I'm it's saying. It's literally like, 30, 30 million per episode, which is like yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. See, like the, I can't remember what show triggered the thoughts in me. I was like, oh, you can tell that Netflix have money now or like, they're doing things to break into not just the stuff you put on your laptop and watch on a lazy Saturday. They want to be mm-hmm. that, that company or that service. But yeah, man, the season was good, man. A little bit tedious because of the length, but it was it had a great story, great set pieces, and some really, really, really amazing scenes that I don't think you would forget. I would prefer if they didn't do their usual drop everything at once and we had like a week between episodes to digest oh are you coming to my side are you are you are you coming to my side (laughs) of the the anti-binge am i finally making a difference in in the lives of people close to me but like i I never really had strong opinions about it but for this one because i always felt like you know you can enjoy things differently like succession every week was nice but you know Mm -hmm. stranger things dropping in one weekend was also nice in its own way but for Mm -hmm. this season i felt like Fam, some of these episodes deserved a whole week for us to be like, do you remember when this happened? Did you see when this happened? Yeah. Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, this, this season was great. Mo, what are your thoughts on this? Or your larger thoughts on this season? Yeah, I I do sort of agree a little bit with, like, I wish they'd spread out the release a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily think that i don't i don't wish that they did a full like a week or so i wish that they did um i wish that they split it a bit differently like maybe a five four split or a four five split um because episode four dear billy would have been a really really good place to end volume one the end of episode four and then you have volume two as the last five episodes and then you spread that out a little bit over over the course of something but i thought yeah i thought that the episode that the episodes made the most of the budget i thought that they they really sort of focused in on trying to close everything Mm -hmm. all of the questions that they'd set up in the previous three seasons um and really set the stage for 
a final season that looks like it's going to answer every single question that you've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. there was a sort of inevitability about the ending because I think that you can't really tell, you can't really have them winning at the end of every season and then just going on to live different lives or whatever um, at the end of each season. It, there has to be some sort of stakes and one of my criticisms for the season was that it didn't feel like the stakes were high enough. Um, and I feel like the final season, but I do have some, some thoughts on that anyway, but I feel the final season is going to up the stakes a lot more and they're going to do that by having that merging at the end. So I really liked it. I really liked it. Yeah, I think we'll go into criticisms a bit later. Um, I think, like Ibuka said, Netflix has money, even though they don't have money, but they have money to put on their shows. And I think the worst thing that Netflix has done recently is that they put in the money to the shows, but you can't see where the money has gone. Like, you're like, this looks like a very bland show. I I never watched the that legacy. show. That's what I was going to say. I never I never <laughs> watched that show. But from the trailer, you're like, I know you have money, but I can't see where this money has gone. What, what are you using the money for? For Jupiter's legacy. But like, for this, like, even it's just things like random landscape shots or wide angle shots or even the set design and it's like Stranger Things has always been very very great in their uh, attentiveness to detail in terms of recreating the 80s and all that but like even this you're like oh wow you guys have gone a step further if only they use some of that money on like maybe Will's haircut or his or his clothes but anyway we'll get to that in a second um i yeah i <laughs> will's haircut Leave will is, alone is, man is will stressful. is going he's going through enough he is going through a lot will is going through a lot um but yeah, this season i mean I, I don't think you will find maybe one out of every two reviews we talk about how we use the word ambitious because it's a very ambitious season even for stranger things like standard like and i like the fact that i mean maybe we'll talk about it in a second but i like the fact that there are so many stories, right? I think the creators, the Duffer Brothers, called it their Game of Thrones season because, like, there's so many disparate storylines going on. And I liked it because it felt different. Yeah, maybe I, w- I want Hopper and Joyce to come back and everybody to be together and fight Vecna. But then, like, it takes you away. I don't want... I want the kids to solve this situation themselves. And I let Hopper and Joyce do their own thing in Russia. And I know I'm just... From people from watching TV for for so long, I know people will probably have problems with the with the Hopper storyline in Russia and everything. But it was weird, and we can you guys can talk about this if you want as well. I found out that after like tips, I was like, oh, I'm actually happy with this storyline, and I thought I was gonna hate it. I was gonna be like, can this storyline end quickly? But I was like, oh, I enjoy. I think it might even have the most like like Hopper storyline was like the most action storyline. It felt like in 1980s like. I felt like Die Hard in a prison, essentially. And I was like, oh, like that, when he escapes prison the first time, is a legitimately thrilling sequence. I, I was like, this is very good. And I was surprised how much I enjoyed it after I just managed to stick it to that. So let's use that talk about like different storylines. Did you guys, were there storylines that you guys did not want or you, you got tired of very quickly or were you okay with it? So my my thing on this is I was really bored with the eleven flashback storyline, right up until episode seven, when obviously you fi- you figure out that there's a reason for all of it being told, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness, okay, thank thank God, okay. So when you go into episode eight, she's just going to be out of the thing, yeah. And then episode eight happened, and they kept on extending that storyline, and I was like, oh my God, just stop, please. Like we've had enough, we've seen enough of it, and I think 
and one of my one of my things was that I found Volume Two to be weaker than Volume One, and because of the things that Volume Two did, like in specifically in Episode Eight, I thought that it undermined a little bit of Volume One because it would have been really good if, like, just from a narrative perspective, imagine imagine that you kill, you start off the season with Brenna, right? You start off Episode One of Volume One with Brenna, and then you end Episode Seven of Volume One with Brenna being killed. So that would have been a good way to have closed that storyline off and pushed uh, and taken a lot of episode eight, the criticisms I had about episode eight, taken those away from 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 it, and and, and just ending the storyline with Brennan dying outside the thing that would have been better. But um, then that means you're not ending with the so reveal that, that Henry's Vecna, which one might argue is yeah, a stronger but... cliffhanger to end on. Um, yeah, but I think they could have killed Brenner off earlier on in the episode and had Dr. Owens and had Dr. Owens like talk her through the memories or whatever it is or something like that. They, they, they could have, they would have found a way to make it work because obviously you've got the Hopper storyline that was resolved in the middle of episode whatever, mm-hmm. in the middle of episode seven, the Hopper enjoys reuniting that was resolved in the middle of episode seven. Um, but I think, like, yeah, as far as storylines go, I didn't. I, I also didn't really mind the Russia storyline because I thought, um, because again, it was it was something that needed to happen, and I believe that the Russians are going to have a larger part to play in this season five, and I will tell you my theories on that when we get to to that part. But I've Fine. got yeah. I've got a very very big a very big theory about the Russians. So on. And some people are like, "Oh my god, it's so boring." I don't, um, and and whatever it is, but I don't, I don't think that it's boring. I think that it's all adding up to something. Um, yeah. Um. And knowing my co-host, I assumed that Ibuka was one of such people. So Ibuka, what did you think of the different storylines this season of Stranger Things? Different storylines were fine, but I didn't like the the Hopper and Russia thing. It felt it felt it felt boring to me for a while. And I don't know, maybe that's that's because of how I watch the show or how they release the episodes. I don't know what it was, but like for a while, like five episodes, I was getting annoyed every time I saw, like I was just getting pissed off every time I saw Hopper and Rush. I was like, can we get back to the main show, please? Like every scene was a drag to me until they started making like concrete plans to escape. Even when Joyce and what's the name of the other guy were trying to get to the prison. Yeah, yeah. Mary, yeah, it was funny and everything, but it started to piss me off after a while because at so, a point, first of all, initially I hated the entire storyline. Then I started coming to, like coming, you know, warming up to the Hopper side of it. Okay, let me see Hopper in prison. And then the Joyce part with Murray, I was just completely off of that until they merged and I was like, okay, let's see how these this thing happened in the last two, three episodes. But for the first five, oh my God. I was no, but I, I swear I Joyce it. and Murray don't travel to like maybe episode three. That's what I'm saying. Everything about even before they traveled, everything that even when they were in California, Joyce, yes, everything <laughs> that involved Joyce and Hopper's relationship pissed me off. Like, um, let's go to the main main <laughs> part of this. Show. So even when you saw the man, what was his name from Game of Thrones? The man with half face. Yes, yeah, of, Jake and what's his name? Yeah, Jake and Hagar. Nigga, it's been a while. It's been a, it's been a while. Like, let's, like, I'm not. I don't even know why, why. I don't even know why I said it like that. Fuck that show. Forget everything. You want to forget. <laughs> well, you can't do that because we have to get into the House of Dragon, House of the Dragon mood very soon. Um, 
No, like I said, so I do have a storyline that I didn't like, and I guess I'll talk about it. I guess it's not really a surprise, or I guess, considering what I've talked about so far, but I'll talk about it in particular as we go on. Um, but I was surprised how much I enjoyed the Russia storyline, and I definitely, because I thought it was going to be like one and done in one episode. <clears throat> but I was surprised how quickly I was like, oh, okay, I'm enjoying this. Like when Jack and the girl came, I was like, okay. And I like seeing what Hopper in a Russian, and I also really like David Harbour. As a performer, I've liked him since I started watching Newsroom maybe 10 years ago. And it was just nice to see him, that different energy, because there's nobody from the cast with him. He's just like in a different show, a different movie of his own. So I like that. Uh, what were you going to say, Buka? I was saying the problem with the Russia plot here, and that like Mo alluded to a point saying that he thinks the Russians have a big part to play in season five. But there was no, apart from the faceless man, and the Yuri guy. There was no... We don't know anything about the Russians. We just know they're cruel and they've been... Exper- like, it, it took us until the last episode or the last two to find out that they've been experimenting on these things. Initially, we just thought they kept one demagogan for entertainment. It took us until the last two episodes for us to be like, oh, they were experimenting on these things. They weren't doing... All they were doing was being cruel to Hopper for like six, seven episodes. Yeah, yeah, but my thing, my thing with that is, we knew at the end of season three that they had a demogorgon, right? Yeah. So, the question is, and this is what I, I'm gonna just tell tell you my theory now, anyway, and because mm-hmm. the thing is that they they obviously have a gate to the upside down. If they've got a demogorgon there, they haven't transported it from Hawkins mm-hmm. to Russia. They've got they've got a gate to the upside down. So my theory is that either they're gonna strike up a deal with Vecna or something. But the Russians want to take over the U.S., right? That's what the the whole thing, the whole idea of Soviet storyline is. At, at that time in history, the Russians wanted to take over the world, or that that was what the perspective was. So my theory is that they're going to use the Upside Down to sort of build an army of Soviet soldiers that are super-powered like Vecna, and then go through and invade Hawkins like that. And use Hawkins as like a starting point for invading the U.S. So they're going to send, they're going to sacrifice, sacrifice or send a bunch of foot soldiers through the Upside Down, let them get enhanced by it or get these new abilities by it, and then, and then yeah. So that's what I think it's leading up to, uh, and that's what the U.S. government has to do with it. They're going to have to develop things. So the Russians are going to use the Upside Down as like this, sort of like this, like a super so like a compound V basically to to beef up to to beef up their their soldiers send them through the upside down in this russian gate that they've got oh, yeah that... just to lose to five to five children five well teenagers. not five they're like seven or eight <laughs> put some respect on your name yeah. um yeah i mean that theory was never even on my radar so that, that like i'll try to see if that if that pans out I mean, also, another thing is that, like, if we can box to your point about how we didn't know much about the Russians, that was kind of like, I mean, obviously, this show is a re- conveyor belt of 80s references, but that was kind of like the point of, like, 80s movies, right? It was just, like, the big red scare, the big red Russian villain. Like, we talk about Top Gun, like, in the t- original Top Gun, he's just, even in this, in the new Top Gun, like, the villain is just some guy that you know, is meant probably they, meant, probably meant to be Russian. Like we don't like okay. They, like they, they they the way they they shy away from mentioning the nationality or the geog geography of like this in, location in, in Top God. Top like yes, yeah, so it's like so that, that was how that was that was the vibe of the eighties. It's just like you the villains probably Russia, and we're not gonna like define them. We're not gonna give them a three 
dimensional characterization. It's just like they are bad and they want to do bad things. Um, one of the things I was going to mention earlier is that I think, obviously, with Ozark ending earlier this year, depending on what people think about that, it, I think this might actually be, and I'm Netflix are in trouble, but I think objectively this is the last great Netflix show. If I'm missing a show, I'll be trust, like someone let me know. But I can't think. I think recent years we've seen obviously the end of Ozark, Bojack Horseman. Things like that. I don't think there's like. I think now Netflix are serious trouble. Like once Stranger Things finishes, whenever the last season coming out, like that's it. Like what is the next great Netflix show? Like do they have one? Is there another like? Is there a Netflix show that I'm, I'm not thinking of right now that is a great Netflix show? I don't. I, can't, I don't think so. I think I think Umbrella Academy is sort of attempting that a little bit, but at the same time, it's like. It hasn't reached the fandom of Stranger Things. No way. Yeah, um, I haven't watched the new season of Umbrella Academy, and so I haven't watched it either. I haven't yeah, watched so any I, of it. Okay, so everyone, t- okay, so everyone, take okay. my my thoughts with a pinch of salt. But I've never really been fully on board Umbrella Academy, like the way I am Why? Stranger Things. I've always just felt like, okay, nah, that's fine. I I enjoy that's, that while I'm watching it, I guess. But like, there, like it just I, never. If I had to. If I had to pick, if I had 10 hours in a day and I had to pick, or 10 hours in a weekend and I had to pick Umbrella Academy or Stranger Things, I'd watch You pick Umbrella Academy. Academy. That's, yeah. I, fair enough. But like, I I just don't, like, I've never, I've never felt like Umbrella Academy reached those heights that Stranger Things did from the get-go. I've never thought Umbrella Academy was like a great show. And I haven't watched the new season, but by what people are saying, Many people seem to be more on my side for this new season than, than previous seasons. I don't know. I haven't watched the new season. But like, that's the thing. Like, I would never have... Umbrella Academy, at the time of recording, has been off, I think, two weeks. I would never have done that for Stranger Things. Wait two weeks before watching it. Like, you, you can't do that. That's impossible. Yeah, and I think I think there's also, like... Netflix is in a bit of a weird situation now because they are... Typically, they're just doing, like, limited series. So they're not doing those big, like... Mm-hmm. Now what they're doing is they're just doing, yeah, they're just doing like your your eight to ten episode one and done shows because they've signed these larger these deals with like larger creators like Shonda Rhimes and um, Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy, yeah, exactly. So they he, he's they're just doing those limited series, those one and done ones, and mm-hmm. then and then they're they're just trying to get the most out of those deals, yeah, um, before and they expire God. and. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. Because Netflix do not know when to say goodbye to a show. Like, every Netflix show that's been great or good, they sh- they stretch it out or milk it as long as they can. I like, mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if there's a season six of Stranger Things. I'll contend, I'll actually argue that and say that they, even, they cancel the good ones too early. Like, like what? Apart the from... Get, the get down. No, no. Apart from House of Cards and... Like Orange is the New Black, right? Which of the good yeah. shows do they extend too far? Money Heist. Again, was Money Heist ever great? Was it ever a yeah. great oh, show? Was it ever a top tier show? Money Heist had potential to be bigger than Stranger Things. Are you are you remembering what happened with Money Heist? Bigger is different. You're talking about I'm talking, I'm yeah. talking about reach. I'm talking about quality. Was it was it ever okay. a great? Was it ever season, a show that contended for top ten? Wise. The first Squid Game, Squid Game, that Squid Game, okay, Squid Game, Squid Game is yeah. I keep forgetting Squid Game. Squid Game is, I guess, is their show that is like. Also, something weird. You said you're not talking about bigger. You're talking about quality, but like, hmm. how good was Squid Game, like quality wise? Yeah, I'm just checking. Good. 
Well, have you not great. seen it, or or you just? I've I've seen Squid Game. I'm just checking, like you know, quality. I think Squid, I think Squid Game is very good. I think it's, I think it's a okay. well, very well done. So I think it says it has a lot of things to say about capitalism and all, all that. I think it's done quite well. Okay, so let's actually pivot back to the show we're talking about. So I just want to talk about two things that actually are peculiar to this season of Stranger Things before we move on to other topics. And I think the first one will be that we get an actual villain. This actually, I think they're both tied together. One is that we get an actual villain this time. We don't get like an idea or something that's turned off the lights. We get a person, we get an actual physical villain and we get his backstory. And, we, and I personally thought that was well done in the sense that like, not, not that I, like I'm like, I'm not saying hashtag Vecna was right, but I like, I think there's a bigger sense of fear when there's a physical person actually trying to kill these people. But also when you get, you know, his backstory, I guess it makes it a bit more connected to the main story. And that ties in fact with the fact that this season is a lot more mature and a lot, the horror is, is horror in a lot more, is a harsh horror this season. So like, what did you guys think of those two things? Were, were, did any of them rub, rub it the wrong way? More I'll start with you or were you on board with both of them? Yeah. Well, yeah, so the, the villain side of things, I actually really liked because instead of trying, because they had a moment where, where I thought that they were going to do the easy thing, which was when Eleven is saying, Brenna made you into the monster, it's not mm-hmm. you, whatever. But I'm glad that they didn't because it's so rare to see a villain, like a compelling villain, that you just want to watch who's, who admits that they are just pure evil. And mm-hmm. Vecna was saying, I, I was allowed to be the predator I was always meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and he knows he's pure evil, and he knows that that's, and, and he owns it. He's not saying, "Oh, I want to do this because," he, he's just like he, he's not saying, "Oh, I want to save everybody." He's saying he, he doesn't want to let let anyone live. He wants everything to be his way, and he's total. And it, and it's it's like almost like mustache twirly a little bit, but it works so well because mm-hmm. you, you see him, and you, it's so rare to see this thing of like this villain who's just like pure evil like people say like the most compelling villains in marvel for instance are the ones that like you can kind of agree with or like like killmonger or wenwu from shang chi and you're like well well you don't agree with Vecna or henry or one or whatever his name is mm-hmm. um, you don't agree with him but you're still like i'm so fixated on him because he, you they've never come across someone that can communicate with them Mm-hmm. and explain because he he was doing things just to torture them he was showing nancy giving her a bit of a, a trailer for episode nine the facade <laughs> of episode eight he was he was yeah. showing her like like and and with 11 he was like oh well i wanted you to be by my side and do this but now i just want you to watch as i kill all your friends yeah it's like like that it's just pure evil and i just and i love it and i think that that leans really well into the into the mature tone because it's sort of like telling this idea that like not everybody is redeemable and that's okay and i think that that's a huge it's a huge concept that i don't think a lot of media handles really well because everyone likes a redemption story yeah and everyone likes likes this idea of of someone of 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 believing that because that they're because they're not a fundamentally evil person they can identify with this villain because it could happen to anybody but this vil- this villain in in stranger things is vecna is so like unfiltered evil, and it's just it's I I just find it really compelling. Yeah, I think more from, streamer, when... just said, more from streamer just said some children are born evil and there's nothing you can do to save them. <laughs> that would be the yeah, caption you, of this. And, 
Exactly. You, some some children are just evil. You you've seen the iPad kids. <laughs> you can't. You can't. You can't, you can't tell some, me that they're not. Some kids are just bad vibes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's um, like, have you got any games on your phone? No, go away. <laughs> a little time. <laughs> just go away. Uh, some kids, and, and I legitimately think, I legitimately think some kids are pure evil. And that's okay. <laughs> I just don't want anything so, to do some, with them. Some of them outgrow it, some of them don't. <laughs> yeah, some of them, out, some, of them out, some of them outgrow it, and some of them tend to be too. <laughs> they become Henry. Uh, I think, might have been just back to your point. I think when we're talking about Dune, maybe I spoke about how, yeah, obviously a a good villain could be one that you, like you said, you, you get their point of view. Even if you don't agree with them, you get their point of view, like Thanos or Killmonger or whatever. But then also, just like people forget that a good or a great villain could be someone that just evil for for evil's sake, like. He's just evil because he wants to be rich or he wants to take over the world or like it's like like the Baron in, in, in Dune. Just like he there's no redeeming story for him. He's just an evil person. And like sometimes just being evil can actually be very good. Um Ibuka has someone who famously loves villains and you like to empathize with them even when the whole world doesn't. What did you think of one, Vecna and two, the horror of the, of the season? Okay, so with Vecna, something that I thought was interesting and that I didn't really think about until Mo started speaking was that I, I wondered if they would focus more on the fact that Eleven kind of created him by like sending him into the what's it called the upside down called again upside down. I was going to say the underground. Sent into the upside down and like <laughs> underground. <laughs> what basically basically creating him and mm-hmm. then try and like you know make her feel guilty for that like and then juxtapose it with her losing her temper and almost killing that girl with those fucking roller roller ski roller ski sorry and i can't lie yeah that's one of my favorite scenes in anything of all time yes just because i was like yes do it like slap her with the roller skates punch this person and 11 did it so that made me happy but yeah, like that was that was an, like Vecna. The whole backstory was like the reveal at the end of episode nine is one of my favorite parts of this season, and one of the things that made this season so strong because Vecna had a. Everyone loves a villain with a great backstory. Everyone loves a twist. Everyone loves, um, when like you can, like you can't empathize, but you're like this person is evil, and like this is their story of either how they became evil like why they think the way they think and then it's just so when it comes to Vecna that was I really 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 liked the whole but the only thing I wish though is that like he's one just because he's really really strong but like there's I know Banky's going to hate me for saying this but like there's no explanation for why he's really strong or like where his powers come from i know we've kind of accepted we're fucking living in a world where there's like other dimensions and shit so he's just mm-hmm. supposed to accept that he's just telekinetic and he has this connection to another time but his is natural like 11 and the rest of them were they experimented on or they were natural no 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 i think i think they all have powers but then okay, they all had powers but then, then dr brenner to... like yeah yeah, yeah. but what oh. we can say yeah, so there's like I want to. I had two things to say, and I want to go back on. I'll, I'll do it in reverse. So the the whole where did the powers come from thing? I think that that's something that's going to be explored in season five for sure. Like mm-hmm. why some people have have these powers as far as 
as far as one, I believe that there were some theories that said like when because obviously he was kidnapped, well not obviously, but he was taken in by Brenner in 1959, which gives enough of time for I I think that's like 20 years or something mm-hmm. um before 11 was taken before 11 was taken there. Um, so I think so he's about like, 30 years older than 11. Thereabouts, yeah. So that so character must be like in his 40s. Yeah, there's some theories that are like he's um he could be like her biological father and in like he's t- like they've experimented on him they've tried to recreate him by using his dna um and that's what all the numbers are and uh, and that's why all of them have powers um so i think that that's going to be something that's explored but i don't actually believe that 11 is is rela- is related to one but i wanted to say as far as like as far as the episode like vecna gave two huge villain speeches like his and you know typically you don't like the whole villain reveals everything speech but i just think it worked so well with like yes yes mm-hmm. like uh, like it, it's like the writing how it all how it was all written how it was all edited together with the different scenes of like in episode seven with nancy finding out everything as well as 11 finding out with the flashbacks and then you get the context of of everything and then it's it's so rare that these like the kids they name the villain like just the names the villain of every season um and stuff like <laughs> that and he had this theory he had this theory that that vecna was being controlled by the mind player and it's so rare for him to have been wrong and i think that once that mm-hmm. that like crack starts to show a little bit it's like okay well these these kids really don't know what they're up against um also, and it's just it's uh, yeah what, and one more thing about vecna and then banky we've had this conversation before and i can't remember what i think i was i said about homelander on our episode about the boys but i love when a villain is unstoppable like i love when because like with vecna once you're in the air and your bones start cra- like it's like oh, there's yeah. no yeah, yeah like i love <laughs> because because like, because you were talking about stakes earlier it raises the stakes of everything because you know like this isn't a villain you can fight like this is a villain that like if they get you it's over like there's there no, was a point like, right in now, that final in towards the end of episode nine the final confrontation where I was like, I think it was when he obviously got eleven wrapped by it with his tentacles or whatever, and I was like, I don't know how these guys are gonna get out. Like I couldn't see exactly. it. I was, just, I was like, exactly. I, can't, I can't, I can't figure it out. I can't plot out what's gonna happen in the next thirty minutes. I was like, I know they're gonna get out in one way, but I just don't know what's like. How does Max not die here? I, I was, I wasn't sure what was yep. gonna happen. Like, it was like this is so. I mean, yeah, in terms of the stakes, see, I think we have to just watch these things kind of in two hands, right? Yes, the stakes are a bit lower, right? But at the same time, why would they, if you're a creator of this show, why would you kill any of the main kids before your final season? Like, why would you do that to yourself? Because you're just going to make it a lot more difficult to make a final season because a lot of this show relies on the quality between these kids, with their relationships. Like, why would I kill Steve? So you're saying that if I kill Steve, that means I never get a Steve and Dustin relationship again or a Steve and Nancy or a Steve and Robin. Why would I do that to myself as a writer? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, Yeah, Mo? So I was talking about this on the other podcast um, about who who they should kill off and and the way, the, the things that will drive the most emotion. And I think Everyone thought Steve was on the chopping block this season. Mm-hmm. Everyone, like, ev- like, everyone thought that Steve was on the chopping block this season. 
Um, but I think that if they want to make the most emotional impact, they need to either kill Steve or Dustin, but not both of them. Mm-hmm. Because one of them needs to be able to live without the other, and we need to, you need to see, see one emotional. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Oh, I, I think, yeah, I think in a final season, everyone is up for grabs because you don't have to think beyond that final season in terms of writing the characters. But in a penultimate season, you have to be careful. I think I think the opposite, you know. So first, first things first, right? I agree with Bankiana, but like mine extends up all the way to the final season. I don't think you kill any of the kids because sometimes when you watch a, like a type of film or a type of show, you realize that this show has to end good. Like it has to end. No one wants to see the end of this show and they've killed Dustin or they've killed um, Mike and like all the kids have to come together and give some fake speech about how you know we're going to be stronger we're going to be strong for you when we know that for the rest of their lives these niggas are going to be traumatized because they lost one of their best friends like this show needs to end on a good-ish note for these kids also yeah for example like yeah dustin lost eddie and like Mm -hmm. um what's his name um the black guy um lucas Lucas he lost max so they they've already lost two people they can't lose their friends again and what you guys are saying about relationships is that another thing i noticed this season which was kind of brilliant from the writers is that if you were if you go into this season looking for like all the telltale signs that a character is going to die you're going to think everyone is going to die because everyone had (laughs) their speech everyone had their moment speech of like fuck yeah because i i I saw some reason i think it was about the boys whenever two characters start making plans one of those characters yeah. is dying. It's like, yes. oh, I can't wait for us to go to France. Somebody's dying out of, and in that season. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. Somebody's dying. So, 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 like, if you're looking for those signs, you would feel like, oh, when um, Steve... Was it Steve? No, not Steve. Yeah, when Steve was saying... Uh, it happened to all of them. Like, Steve, um, Robin, then, yeah, uh, yeah. Mike, even mm-hmm, Will. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, these... All these so at a point, I just gave up. I was like, okay, I can't, I'm not going to predict who's going to die. Because they all I mean, seem like I think I watched, this is, this is another thing about binging why I hate. I watched, um, I watched this volume two, maybe a day late. I think I watched it on Saturday. I watched episode episode eight on Saturday. So that was like 24 hours. In that 24 hours, like Eddie Munton is already trending. And to be fair to Twitter, it wasn't like Eddie Munton is dead. That was trending. It was just like Eddie Munton. And but like I'm like, if he's trending so much, then he probably dies. Like I was like, okay, fair enough. I I've I've made my peace. He's going to die. <laughs> I was just like, okay, Eddie Munton dies. If he's trending like he's trending so much, and then he dies, he has this incredibly heroic moment, which somehow was both of them. Um, I want to talk about something quickly before we because we're running out of time. But I just I, I think it's why because. I came. I was watching this final. I tried this volume two with the mindset because I know my co-host. I know Ebuka. Ebuka likes to hate. Hating gives him joy. It wakes him up in the morning. So I was, I was you watching were the going show. I like, love. So why did you? Say <laughs> <that>? <laughs> uh, um, I was watching the show with kind of like almost a defense mechanism. Like, how do I defend this show to Ebuka if he comes with like a full-on hating agenda? So, but then I was thinking about why do I like this show so much? And I was like. I think a lot of this show is wish fulfillment, right? It's like, I too wish that when I was 16 or 17, I could have saved the world with my friends. Like, I wish, but like, my, I lived a very boring, like, life. I, I was just going to school and listening to parents and listening to teachers. But it's like, 
it's is a is I think maybe also why we like Power Rangers growing up. Like you see these guys doing these things, and nobody else knows they're doing it apart from their immediate circle, right? And nobody knows that this is what they're doing. Like everybody looks at them as just nerds, but like you don't know how much they're saving code the world. Name, and I was like, I wish I was door. those people. Sorry. Code oh yeah, kids, kids next, next door. door. Yeah, things like that. Like I wish I was those people. And then I also another thing I noticed. I I think personally, I think reunions might be my single greatest thing on television. I think. I don't think a death will ever make me cry. I think a reunion will do it want to make me cry. A re- like two characters reuniting, I might be in trouble. Like I just I was like, this is so emotional. This is even before Eleven and Hopper reunite. I'm just thinking basic things like like uh, Mike and, <laughs> and Nancy. Just I was like, oh my god, this is so emotional. The most emotional I ever got at Game of Thrones was Sansa and, and John reuniting. That's the most emotional I ever got at Game of Thrones. Not even not any of the deaths, nothing, not Ned dying. So I was like, oh, Reunion is actually my single greatest like things on TV just to watch. And then obviously Eleven and Hopper, that's just Yeah, it's I yeah, think, it's I think one one worse than that for me is a reunion that's happening that doesn't happen because one of the characters dies. Um Oh, like if somebody's coming one. over and then like the character dies before the person gets there. Yeah. That's yeah, just that pain. Would, that, would... that was just pain. That was just that was just, <laughs> no, that was just but, that's but that's what that's what I want. That's what I want to see. I want to see and and to be honest, I want to see one of the main one of the main group die. Not because for any other reason other than I don't feel I'll feel emotionally like like I'm suspending my disbelief enough in mm-hmm. watching this super heightened show about this alternate dimension where Russians are doing all of that weird yeah. shit, but. Um, but I'm watching like I, I'm suspending my disbelief enough. I want but there to be there's something that grounds it in. There, no, it doesn't. There's a body count on this show, low key. Like people have died. It's just like, none of the main five or six. So people have died on well, the yeah. show. But yeah, but Stranger Things introduces characters that to kill them like off. they will they'll be yeah to kill them off. So they they had it with Bob in in season two. They had it with Alexi in season three. Billy. Um, they did it with Eddie. With Eddie in season four, yeah, but they introduced Billy in season two. So, yeah. So my thing is like, there's the 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 season long fan favorite who dies, mm-hmm. um, and and I don't and and I believe that they're not going to introduce any more new characters in season five, and that the fan favorite, like I want them to, I want it to basically kill. I want them to kill people off, like at pace in season five. Jesus, like show Christ. that the stakes. <laughs> Show that the um, stakes are are real. Yeah, are, are real. And, and I mean, I guess yeah. you can always you can also show stakes without killing. But it's I don't think people just skate through. I think, but something maybe because it's just, I think at the center of this show, really at its heart, is that it has heart. It's like it's 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 a warm show. Good. It's not. Yeah, it's not necessarily. It's not it. It's not a show that is meant to be like depressing. So maybe somebody dies, but like. Maybe I don't think it's one of the kids. I still think if anyone's dying, maybe it'd be an adult. But anyway, let's no, let's not <laughs> let's not theorize on what like <laughs> more is like. It has to be a child that dies. Yeah. Give me child murder <laughs> or be, nothing else. <laughs> no, not child murder. Child sacrifice. It's a different. It's a different. It's a different. <laughs> oh, not child death. Oh, um, exactly. Okay, so before we spend what I think. My 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 spending most time on. Let's just quickly. Do you guys have any criticisms you talk about on this show, for this season rather than other show? Yeah, Mo. Yes. Let's just um, quickly go through them. I thought the release. 
I thought the release was really weird. I thought yeah, there were, but that's Netflix. Um, yeah, but I, I, I don't I don't like the idea of keeping of just keeping two episodes. I I think that the four or five split would have worked really well. Okay, but wait, um, just quickly on that though. But then those two episodes are four hours. So essentially they are four yeah. episodes. Like if, if you have more episodes yeah. and you're you're releasing what four hours versus eight hours, it's like it's a bit lopsided again in terms of runtime. I don't I don't I don't think so anyway, because well, even if they'd split it if they didn't if they did Four, three, two, or something like that. Oh, or so like volume one, volume episode, two. Oh, okay. Yeah, if they did a four, three, two split or something like that. But mm-hmm. I, I, I don't like the idea of watching seven episodes and then, and I thought that volume one set up a lot of things. And I, the reason I liked volume one because was because it set up so many things that I believed would be answered in volume two, and I don't think a lot of it was answered. And so like I think what? volume two. Um, like for instance, who created like what the upside down is? Oh, because okay. um, I don't. I also don't like the the thing that they did about Will's sexuality. Like they opened the season with Will being heavily implied that he's got feelings for Mike, um, and they didn't then answer that or resolve that by the end of the season. And at that point, I was like, it's gonna be. They're treating it like a reveal, and I don't think that someone's sexuality should be treated like a reveal. I think that it should be a character story, and I don't think, uh, yeah, and so that that annoyed me. Um, and then I think that there was also another thing with, um, like the Joyce Hopper, the 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 L Hopper Joyce reunion thing. Fine, I thought that was dragged out a little bit. I think I think that Volume One would have been more effective. If they killed Brenner off at the end of Volume One, or like in the last episode of Volume One, instead of killing him off in the in the middle of the of the first episode of Volume Two, like unceremoniously, and even then we don't actually know if he's really dead. Um, and I would have liked to have seen a bigger explanation as to how or why Hopper ended up in Russia, like what the Russians have, like either a gate or something like that, because that was a huge question. What um, are they cooking? No, wait, what do you mean? Yeah. Wait, what, wait, what do you mean? Didn't, like, they took him from the place, like, from the lab to Russia. Did he not just fall through something? I thought he fell through. No, no. Yeah, he fell through the gift. No, what? I, I'm have to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure in the flashback to the thing, like, don't the Russians come to, like, the lab and get, take him? Or is he in Russia that he falls through? I believe he fell through a gate. Okay, I'll go back and rewatch episode one. I could, I could, I could be, I could be mistaken on that. And but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. So those are my critici- my my criticisms. I still really like the season. I still put, I I still think it's the best season of Stranger mm-hmm. Things. I I think my ranking goes four, one, three, two. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing rankings because I just realized <laughs> the first season came out what six years ago. Like, yeah, I don't remember anything. Ooh, this is my I think this is my best also, season, but I'm not going to rank the four seasons because I do not remember anything also, from the previous seasons. I want. I want to just say, sorry, that the actor who plays Dustin, he spoiled mm-hmm. the end. He spoiled Volume One, the ending, six years ago. Like, <laughs> Jesus, what did he say? Like I'm, I'm, he, okay. he literally. I'll I'll um I'll see if I can find it now. I tweeted it out um yesterday. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I'm pretty sure he didn't know what he was doing six years ago. <laughs> okay, so he's basically it's him in an in, in an interview. 
and it's saying other cast members, other test subjects besides 11, um, like 1 through 10, have all, like, they, they, most of them are dead, but then there's a couple of them that are in the Upside Down that have been in the Upside Down for years. And then that oh, wow. person is the big main villain. And he says this in on, on a talk show. And it was, it was twenty it was twenty sixteen when he said this and I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> like uh, um, like Erica, what are your criticisms? I'm sure you have Okay, I, I hate to be a I hate to be a defender of Do do you uh, Banky Banky came here with like the most elite reverse psychology ever because now I've spent more time defending this show than I initially planned to. But I hate to be a defender of Stranger Things season four. But I thought, like, Will's sexuality was handled really well. Like, really, really well. Like, it's a slow build-up. And honestly, like, in a real-life situation, when you're involved and, like, you're in a friendship group with four other people, I would not be surprised if Will went his whole life never telling Mike that he actually felt a way about it. Like, that, that shouldn't be surprising. Like, it's normal for it to be slow and it's normal for Will himself to be confused and just be sad about it like he like he probably can't even say it to anyone and only jonathan is like smart enough to notice but yeah like it's it's gonna take time man like he can't he can't even be sure what he's feeling right now how old are they supposed to be like hmm. 14 15 and 16 like, i think 16 oh, 17. Shit, okay they're they're old then everyone everyone is like dating people it's also 1986, like, though. It's also 1986. Exactly, and like the world is not the most accepting place of, of you know, gay people. So I don't know. Man. I, I like the way they handled it and the way it came to like the car scene when he's explaining to Mike that he's the heart, and then he starts crying in the window, and then at the end as well when he's looking longingly at like that. That I, I love that part of the scene because I was like, okay, we're seeing some growth in like you know Stranger Things. It's not all about monsters and blah blah. <laughs> Any, anymore so yeah that's since i've done my defending now my second is, is like why the fuck have i watched 10 films trying to watch a season of tv they need to cut those episodes down you know the final episode yeah two hours 30 minutes i, I almost didn't watch it i was like i am going to take a stand the same way i've never watched the irish man i'm going to take a stand <laughs> and not watch a two hour 30 minute episode of TV. They're very, very, very lucky that it felt like a movie. They, very lucky. But, that's, I, but isn't I, that the I, point? I, <laughs> well, it's, so... It's my so thing, annoying. My, no, my, my thing with that is I, I didn't have any complaints about the length of the episodes ever because I thought that they were edited really well, they were mm -hmm. paced really well, and for volume one at least each episode felt like its own film in the in the sense that it had a three-act structure it had a closure it set up something at the start resolved it by the end and still had an overarching story it felt very much like like a film um what i want to see them do for season five is if they're dead set on making an hour and a half long two hour long episodes two and a half long hour episodes for each of them just release them once every month and make it like a stranger things day on well, every month so two things, two things about that. One, the Duffers have said that like I've said, yeah, the, yeah, I know that season five is going to be much shorter. Like it's not like like season four is this long because season five is shorter, right? Second thing, Netflix have said unambiguously they're never like they're always going to keep binging. They're never going to release one at a time. Like Netflix said that it's never happening for Netflix. But like so why why, why do big companies do this? Where like they say they 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 speak about like, strategy. 
and then a lot of people complain about the strategy. And they write it in stone. I, I don't know. Yes. They're like, they double down. Netflix did that. Netflix did that anyway for no ads. We're never going to do ads. ads. We're never going to do yeah. ads. Yeah, and now, and now they're doing ads. Um, okay, well, guys, so now, if when Volume 2 drops, just quickly, quick answer, Volume 2 dropped yeah. and it was three episodes, not two. Okay. And it was, I think the first one is one seventeen, one hour 17 or one hour 15, whatever, the first episode. Then the okay. last two are one hour 10, one hour 10. Yeah. Instead of one as one hour, tw- two hour 22 or two hour 20. Yes. Would you have felt differently? Yes. But why? Like, what's the difference? I don't understand. What's the difference? Just, just the feeling of finality. Like, okay, I've watched this episode and I can take a break at this episode. I go and do something else. Like two hours, 30 minutes in front of my laptop is in one place is a long time. Even if it's in front of the TV. Well, I don't know. Maybe because I'm an adult and I have a good attention span. I don't know. Um... <laughs> well, okay. Now, see, now Banky's being ableist, right? Because is <laughs> that guy's that ableism? Oh, okay. So he has a good attention sure. span. Apologies sure. for my poor attention span. But uh, nah, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't like the length was my main criticism. I don't know. What yeah, I mean, I mean, like it probably could have been edited properly, but I can't pinpoint what should have left and what shouldn't have been no there, that's so the I thing I, like, I liked almost yeah. everything that was there almost everything my what well, do you have any other criticisms um no not really to be honest like the, this season was pretty tight you know yeah like, so my criticism my mix yeah i'm listening i'm listening the only thing i was going to say which they kind of fixed this season was that i was really hoping that it wasn't going to be another 11 bleeds from a nose, waves her arms and saves the day kind of season. And it wasn't that. So. I think what led to that was that the kid literally thought, like, there's no 11. 11 doesn't have her powers. Like, it's literally yeah. up. We can't wait for her to come. It's up to us. We have to fix it, which I thought was nice. That's why I liked that all the stories were separated. Uh, my main critique. Also, wait, fact... so I'm so sorry. Another <laughs> Okay, yes. Is... Yes. Do you want to just chill and get all I... of them out? I can't believe people thought Steve was going to die when that nigga was clearly Wolverine. That nigga had his guts eaten by bats and then just stood up and wrapped it up and walked away. Like, that pissed me off so much. Steve Harrington, man. Like, well, they didn't really, they just, they just bit into him, didn't they? They didn't have to do it. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. They, well, yeah, but they kind of, they, they kind of gave the, the footing for something to later happen because Robin was paranoid about rabies. Yeah. So yeah. she was. So they kind of set set the stage for him to maybe add like a pivotal moment in volume two or something. He uh, he gets these effects or something, or and then he's he's either like consumed by the upside down or he just dies at like a pivotal moment or something like that. that yeah, would have been ideal. Would it that have been, been really more more concentrated? Oh, you said yes. oh, Mrs. Mar- oh, Miss Marvel. I didn't know you were this bloodthirsty. Would that have really been <laughs> ideal if Steve died of of bat rabies? No, it wouldn't have been. Yes. No, I'm sorry, it wouldn't have yes. been ideal. Jesus yes. Christ! It would have been. Oh my God! It was awesome. Mo, so perfectly Mo, Mo, let me let me gauge your mindset. You're binging season oh. two of the boys right now, right? <laughs> is, is that what you're doing right now? Is that why you're is that why you're thinking this like this? Because I don't understand no, what has changed in the last four days I since am. we recorded Miss Marvel. <laughs> What's am. going on? Well, with Ms. Marvel, it's a different, it's a different show. My thing is that I'm, I'm all for emotional, like, like the reason that so many people like Game of Thrones and the reason I liked it was because no character was safe, no yes. character was safe. 
Well, Game of Thrones also had like tr- fifty characters. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly, man. exactly. And uh, but this one, it's like you and know, it's beheaded like, in like the first it. five minutes of Game of Thrones. Like they're yeah. like, oh, this is the show we are. That's not strange. Anyway, more is blood test. That's the main takeaway from this episode. Um, yeah, but, but even if you want to kill Steve, right, you can't. You can't expect Dustin to lose both Eddie and Steve. Like I, I mean. wouldn't even well, allow then, that happen. Well, no, but then you couldn't. <laughs> then you didn't have to kill Eddie. Happen. But then, uh, but okay. then you, could, you, you couldn't kill Eddie. You didn't have to kill Eddie because Eddie was a fan favorite. So you imagine you replace, you kill off Steve, but you replace his his thing in the group with Eddie. Yeah, but that that's him, that, get... that's hacky. That's hacky. if that did that, that would be hacky. They're like, oh, we've killed off oh, this. That wouldn't... We've killed off this would, cool white guy. We're replacing with another cool white guy. That would have been hacky. I'd be like, I don't want to see this. <laughs> okay, Eddie. Eddie is a lot of things, but he's not cool. He's not cool. <laughs> I, I'm uh, sorry. I think Eddie is very. We're gonna talk, we're gonna talk about the second one. Talk about character. I think Eddie is very cool. I, I apologize. No, I, actually, I apologize to no is, one. Eddie is very he cool. Is a, he is a 20 year old who did not graduate high school. What on 20? In, maybe like 19. No, 18? he oh, something, and he and he's and he's stuck chilling with the. He didn't graduate high school like three years in a row or something. Okay. Well, it, we're seeing and, him from and, point of view of Dustin and and um, Mike, and to them, he's very cool. We'll talk about that in a second. A twenty, so, a twenty-year-old being best friends with fourteen-year-olds is weird, right? That's not cool. It doesn't, it doesn't mean he's a why bad is he person. Why is it weird? Because he's twenty years old. <laughs> it's not like it's not as long as there is no sexual component. I don't see why it's weird. <laughs> no, but it's 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 a weird it's a weird dynamic, especially given how like he he vents and like, also they're not fourteen. These, they are 14, the freshmen in high school. Are in they the 14? US, that's, yeah. Well, I thought they were juniors. So if they're 14 and he's been held back twice, right? So he's 18 because he's been held he's been held back twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because they graduated so he'll, at 18. They graduated no, 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 that's, that's four years. It's freshman, junior, no, senior men- year. So 14, 15, 16. Sophomore. Freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. Uh, really? Yeah. Well, anyone that did high school in America, let us know. I, I was, I was just thought it was six. So how many years is it in 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 high school? Is it four, seven it's, years? It's four, four years, four years in high school in the U.S. No, including including school. junior. So including junior and middle school or middle like. Okay, how many so years then? Yeah, middle school is middle school is three years, I think. It's six, and seven, and eight, school. and then high school is nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So they graduate at how old? At eighteen. They graduated at 18, but if he was held back twice, then that means he's 20. Maybe 20. Then there's no... Mm, there is no way... Uh, what's his name? Um, oh, I can't remember. Caleb McLaughlin's character's name. Why do I keep forgetting his name? The black guy. Vecna? Lucas. No, no, Caleb oh, McLaughlin. The, the black... Lucas. There is oh, no yeah. way Lucas is in the basketball team if he's four years below the... Like, no. Like you're telling me he's a junior yeah. and he's four years younger than the oldest person he's in basket. Anyway, anyway, whatever. If yeah. you're listening and you go to high school in America, please let us know the corrections. Okay, so my main critique, I'm gonna talk about it later, because it has to do with characters. But my only other critique is that like, come on, man. Like, what was going on with Will? Like Will Will just looked weird to me. I don't know if it was the, the hair or the clothes. He just he, he looked like they were trying to make, make um, Noah Schnapp look much younger than he actually... I, I don't know why for him. Everybody just looked okay, but <laughs> it just looked weird. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And we're going to come back. We're going to talk about characters, Bunk, which I Bunk think might said, take a lot of Bunk time. He said, 
Get that boy some swag, nigga. Well, just, I don't know if it's the haircut. He just, he just didn't look nice. He just didn't look nice. Let's take a quick break. Okay, is everyone good to just run through the character? I think it's take us maybe like 20, 30 minutes just talk about the characters yeah, yeah, and then yeah. we'll end it there. Okay. And we're back. And what we're going to do, we're going to talk about the characters. But because there are so many characters of this show, what we're going to do, we're going to do it in a bit of like an awards fashion, essentially. We're going to talk about our MVPs of the season, uh, honorable mentions, uh, other categories and everything, and then our weak links. Um... Hmm. Should we start with weak link first so we don't end on a bad note? Or sh- what do you guys think? I'm just, I'm open to suggestions. Yeah, let's start uh, with weak link. Okay, let's start with weak link. Okay, so we'll start with weak link. Um, you can have as many as you want in this category, like I told you guys, but for me, I have really just one. And it's Mike. I think, <sighs> I think I hated Mike this season. Honestly, I think I hated him. Like, I think he was so bad. Yes. This, I hated him so much this season. It's not even like, you know, so Ibuka, you know, a few minutes ago, you're like, every time they went to, I think it was Hopper, you got angry. No, it was Joyce and Murray, you got angry. That yeah. was me with Mike. Every time I saw Mike on screen, I was just annoyed. I was like, what Why? is wrong Why? with this boy? Bro, from the moment where he comes on the plane and he gives like all the flowers and just completely blanks Will, and then just, he's so rude to L and like everything was just, I just did not, I mean, look again, I know it's preface that every every actor on this show did an incredible job again. All these kids are incredible actors. Like, that's not even up for discussion. But Mike, I just did not like him. Did not like him at all this season. And I just, I was like, I don't like this at all. I, I, it just, I mean, obviously, he had a bit of a rumotanda towards the end of the season. And you're like, okay, he's, he's the heart and he's saying all these things to L. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of Mike this season. He's my only weak link I have. I don't have any other thing. Like, I don't have anyone else I was actively angry with throughout this season. My, my, okay, my weak link or my, criti- I forgot to say this when I was saying my critique to the show, is that as tiny as Hawkins is, why are there so many black police officers, black military officers, black government officials, like Hollywood, please, bro, like, like we get, we get it. Please, I'm actually begging at this point. Please. I, so I, I saw you tweet this. So by telling me, so yes. you tell me you rather not have, so you you rather like black actors do not get roles? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. It might be the Dr. Umar disciple in me. I just feel like. <laughs> so I, so are you saying that you would rather, because I would rather do a black police officers than, or rather black military men. But the question, the question you should be asking yourself is why are there so many police officers and military men in these shows, bro? Like why can't well, they just I be mean, regular? No yeah, mailmen, no firemen. <laughs> what do you mean? People are dying. Who, who should they call okay. for that? The, the, yeah. the doctor. Oh, yes, I guess okay. the doctor. Well, the, that was the, the wrong pizza, example. The pizza guy. The pizza guy. He could have been black. Yeah, but I also really like that guy. I've seen him on other things. He was an American vandal. I, he's really funny. I like him. He's a really funny okay, guy. fair enough. I'm, I'm going to move on from my Pan-African prince <laughs> mentality. Mo. Any weak links before we go to the other categories? Weak link, I agree with Mike. Uh, I also think Jonathan. They I, gave, was, I considered him, but he just, I just feel like he didn't have much to do. It, well, yeah, they gave him nothing to do. Yeah, he gave him this huge emotional. Him. Yeah, they give him this this huge emotional scene at the end of episode, at the middle of episode nine, and it's like, okay, cool. 
give him something to do next season or kill them off? No, I think like, I think I think now that he's no longer playing like the driver, now that they're all in Hawkins, I definitely think he'll have more to do. I was surprised. Mm. I, I don't think I like it, but I was surprised that the whole university drama transferred into next season. I thought that would be resolved this episode. So I was surprised that that was something that carried over. Um, again, so many British actors on this show. Like, like obviously Charlie Heaton is British. Um, Joe, Joe Quinn, who played Eddie, is British. Um, Jamie Campbell Boa, who played Vecna, is or Henry or one is British as well. Just a lot of lucky British actors. Um, okay, Millie Bobby Brown, obviously, yes. Um, okay, so let's do MVP character and performance of the season. So you can get two each if you want. So it's, who's your best character? Who's your best performance? Um, okay, I'll start. I'll start. So my MVP characters are Nancy and Max. I didn't realize how much I was fully on board Nancy becoming John McClane from Die Hard this season. Oh, Mikey, you pissed me off because I thought you were going to say Sarah fucking Connor from Terminator, man. That's a good, that, that's a good, that's that's good, that's good. I should have said that. But I'm not really a Terminator head like that. I should have said that. You're right. I apologize. We can, we can, we can run it back. We can run it back. I didn't realize how much I was going to enjoy Nancy becoming Sarah Connor this season. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, like she's really good this season. She's, um, she's the leader de facto. She's like, and then she just has the plan. She's like, you know how, obviously I hate to slate shows on, uh, on this podcast, but it, I guess it works for this situation. If you've watched The Flash, if anybody has watched The Flash, you, you feel when they're trying to make Iris West important. Right? Like, no offense to either the character or the performance, but like, you, you sometimes you feel, you can feel the scenes, you can see the scenes of there that are trying to make this character important in the grander scheme of things, right? You don't feel that with what they're doing, Nancy. Like, it just feels like Nancy's, like, this is natural, it's taking charge, it's like doing what needs, what needs to be done. So I really like that. I really like her arc this season. And the fact that like her journalistic thing takes her to um Creel, I think the, the guy who obviously removed his eyes. Um so yeah, she really works. She has some good moments with um Robin, which was nice. That whole Steve, that whole thing with Steve. Another thing, I didn't I didn't know we're coming back to the love triangle. I don't know how I feel about that, but whatever. Um and Max. Look, Max is the emotional linchpin of this season. Episode four, people have said this might be the best episode of Stranger Things ever, which I don't, like I said, I don't remember season one, so I can't argue with that, but like episode four is incredible. Best episode of this season, definitely. She's like... I agree, I, I agree. I, I think I tweeted even before that episode four, I was just like, say the sync is phenomenal. Like you just, it's, it's funny, like watching these child actors go from being child actors to actually being adult actors. You're like, oh, you're actually good. You're not just coasting on charm. Like you're actually a good actor. And like, she's obviously, I think yeah. she was in the Fear Street movies. I didn't watch those. She's obviously in the Taylor Swift video. And in this, you just yeah. feel like this is a lot they're giving her. She does from episode one, she's just on board, and I, I really like it. Uh, my MP so, performances are Sadie Sink, like I just mentioned. And you know what? I apologize to Natalia Dyer, but it's Joe Quinn. I think he has an incredible performance in this. And back to most thing about him not being cool, Eddie is so cool. So when Eddie appears in the first episode, or rather, not even Eddie, when the basketball jock, whatever guy that wants to kill Jason. all the Hellfire Club, if you say so, Jason. When he appears, I'm like, oh, this guy is a generic charismatic character. He could be a politician. He's really holding court and everything. And then like five minutes that we see Eddie on the 
on the at the diner and I'm like, oh, this is charisma. Like from the first scene you see him in, he's like controlling the scene. Not even, let's forget about the characters, like how they're all in love with him or the Hellfire Club. But like just from an acting point of view, he's controlling the scene. You don't find like, that suspicious? You don't find that suspicious? Well, he's, no, he's I, 20. I think he's twenty. He's twenty. He's twenty. He's twenty. Around his fourteen-year-olds, and they yeah. all worship him. And you don't find that suspicious? Exactly. But he, exactly. he's not. He's not what they call it. He's okay. not. Um, Evoca- what's Evoca, the word? You're coming on the next on the next stream of podcast because <laughs> you no, know, I'm sorry. No, see, because it's weird. It's weird. You know why is it weird? What is no? Why is no weird, Steve? Why is no weird with Steve then? No, because Steve, Steve's in high school with them, and Steve has a, has no. a link to them. No, Steve is not in high school yeah, with them. Steve, Steve has got Steve is the same age. They're the same age. Is he okay? Well, yeah, I mean, but Steve, Steve had a relationship. Steve had a relationship with them before, and yeah. also he was tied. He's tied to the kids by going out by going Nancy. out with Nancy. So, so they can so, he, so, he, so he, they can they can be friends with him because even though they're, they're in the same school, taking the same classes in the same club, they can be friends. <laughs> I just think it's I just like, think the, like, the way you brought up people worshiping him and him being well, totally, I didn't say like, worshiping him. I just felt like I just felt like they re- I, like obviously what I used was love, but I didn't mean it romantically. I meant as in like they just really adore him. They like him, like the same way they really adore and like Steve. You know what you guys are doing? You guys are just being. This is I thought it was twenty twenty two. I didn't know you guys were so anti nerds and anti geeks and anti <laughs> people that like Dungeons and Dragons because because Steve is because well because Eddie's not cool. <laughs> And have like yeah, fancy that, hair and girlfriends yeah. and a car. Is that what we're talking about? Jesus yeah, Christ. That's, that's yes, yes, exactly exactly that. Exactly that. No, it's I feel more from you. I feel more from you. I really no. like Eddie. No, I'm, I'm, joking. Eddie. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> okay, we're gonna so cut on that. I'm joking and just I, I just leave you being anti anti nerds. <laughs> what you've got from me is that I hate nerds and mm-hmm. that some kids are pure evil. Yeah, uh, and then you're bloodthirsty, apparently. This is an incredible performance from you on this, on this podcast. This is well, well done, Mo. Well done. Um, no, I, I really like, I really like Edward Montana. Obviously, that final, that that final. I mean, I, I see what you guys are saying. You're not going to change my mind because I don't find it weird at all. But I love every interaction he has with um, Dustin. That final death. Apparently, he improvised the line. I, I love you, man, and everything. So, like, I just, I really, I, really, I don't think he's twenty, but I really just really enjoyed. His character this season. Um, let me throw it to you, Mo. What are your MVP characters and performance of the season? Um, performance: Sadie Sink, Max. Mm-hmm. Character. Um, character, and and this is the thing. I don't not like Eddie <laughs> as a character. I just think that the relationship is weird. Um, but I'd say I'd say character would probably be. Um, it would probably be Vecna. Okay. Henry. Mm. So I have Vecna yeah. okay. somewhere else in one of the categories. I don't know if I really loved the character of Vecna, if I'm being honest. Right. I liked him a mm. lot. I don't know if I loved the character that much. But um no, you so you get you can uh, get two characters and two performances if you want, or you can just do one. I just yeah, I think I I more want to talk about like I just want to talk about like how how much I love Max in the season because go ahead, feel free. Because when so yeah, it was like I was watching it and I someone that someone at work was like asking me how it was. Um, this was Volume One, and mm-hmm. she and she's like a huge Taylor Swift fan, and she was like, "Oh, is it a Max?" Oh, season? Okay. And I was, and I was like, "Um," and at that point, I'd only seen like Episode One 
or two. Mm-hmm. And I was like, to be honest, Max sort of like on the sidelines this season. It doesn't really feel like anything. Um, and then I got to episode four, and I was like, it's definitely a Max season. It's definitely a Max, <laughs> it's season, definitely yeah. a Max season. Um, and I think that like it's so good that they've got these characters that they've introduced and that the max and billy weren't just like a one and done character or characters Mm -hmm. so they're Mm -hmm. still using the characters to call back like like things like that um i really liked it and i think as far as the sadie sings performance i thought it was just like it was just crazy good like i think it's really good i think it's like it's really good she's doing things that like not, I don't want to be hyperbolic or anything about it, but like she's just really doing like it's grown up acting. She's not just coasting on charm, like I said, or being a kid. She's, I don't know, I think Sadie mm. Singh might be is she 20, maybe she's 20, 19. Um, yeah, just turned 20, yeah, yeah. So, like, she's, she's doing is really good. I think it's a really good performance. Um, Ebuka, what are your answers? Um, I think MVP character Nancy and Eddie. I think when 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 Eddie oh died, now it's Eddie now <laughs> no, everyone's no. pro Eddie yeah when, 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 as a character when Eddie died oh yeah like I feel like getting old just has made me more emotional because I never used to care about like old I used to be like oh shit yeah. okay fair that guy died but yeah when Eddie died that was that was a tough death man I saw someone said like that's one of the toughest TV deaths they've ever seen and yeah so Eddie. Nancy easily then performance I don't know man like I, I want to say Max just like you guys because she was good this season but I don't mm-hmm. know I can't I can't really think of anyone else that would put on like oh yeah it's difficult it's difficult to pick if I had to go to my head and I had to add someone it would probably be Will or Hopper like gone to my head okay far okay. from that no. um yeah I mean yeah Dustin I I was kind of subdued this season which was interesting but also quite fun. I yeah. I think I think um, I think Murray was a really good. I thought he was just so he was such a he was in a completely different show to mm-hmm. everyone. He was in he was in a in a Bruce Lee learning learning how to fight kung fu karate do it like he was in a completely different. He was in an action movie and everyone else was in a sci fi horror. Yeah, um, and I thought it was, I thought he worked really well as far as like an emotional foil because um, Joyce was obviously super emotional, Hopper was super stoic and just like despondent, didn't didn't really, and Murray was just like yeah, fuck it, like balls to the walls action, mm-hmm. um, which I really really I thought it was a really nice breadth of comic relief, and I didn't like him in season three because I thought he was like I I just found him really annoying. I found him like the Russia story storyline equivalent. For like a yeah. lot of people, um, but I thought he had a lot to do this season as far, and and I'm glad that the show is letting characters evolve past what they initially were, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. because Murray was like this whole thing of like, oh, I'm not, I don't want anything to do with it, with any of this that's going on, um, and now all of a sudden he does, um, which I really liked um, as far as like wanting to help Hopper and stuff like that. I thought that was really really good. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, the next category is like honorable mention for MVP character and performance. You can if you, you don't have to put one if you don't want, but like, I think for me, performance is like, as while I said Vecna didn't really enamor me as like as a character, I was definitely very enamored with um Jamie Campbell Bowe's performance as Vecna. I think is I think both as Henry, when you see all the versions of Henry, the one that's trying to help Eleven, the one that 
when he gets his powers back, all of that. And then as Vecna, like I didn't know until I did my research that he was actually Vecna in all the like in the acting. I thought it was like a stunt person yeah. there. I didn't know that that was actually him being Vecna, which is which is really I think they did a lot of closer shots of Vecna in part two, and then you can actually see the eyes. You can see that that's Jamie's eyes as Vecna. So I think it's a great performance as Ve- as Vecna, as Henry, as one, as whatever. And then for MVP character, this is an emotional one. I, I, I want to shout out Robin because she's clumsy and I think we need that representation. People like me that are clumsy, we need that representation on TV. Like, you, do you know when she's, a, when she's genuinely scared to go into the house because she's afraid that she might step on the hive mind tentacles? I felt that. I was like, that is me. Because I'll just be walking, I'll just step on something, I'll just fall. She's like, I, I get that. Mikey, two that things. One, there's no way you're clumsy. And two, don't tell me that all six foot five of you is falling down on tripping over shit. Well, man. like, don't tell luckily, me that. I, I, I haven't fallen in a while. But okay, clumsy okay. definitely like you catch yourself fall, off, fall, fall out of my hands. Definitely. <laughs> like I just, I'm just like, what's do my Fair fingers enough. not work? Why are things falling through my fingers? So, so Fair. I definitely, I, I definitely felt her there. Uh, do you guys have any honorable mentions before we go to the next category? Honorable I already said mention. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, Enzo, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, oh, no, you said Enzo. I was thinking of the pilot. I was like, why is, like, why are you, why, why are you no, bringing no, no. Him? <laughs> And then you said Enzo. I was like, okay, um, not Yuri, not Yuri, Enzo. Okay, so, yeah, yeah just quick, just, we just mentioned, we didn't talk about them because the category is literally always reliable. So, like, just the guys are like are always good, are always great. Like, the show just works mm. with them. For me, my guys are Dustin, Steve, Eleven, and Maury. I just think like they were good all season. They're always good all season. Like, there's nothing like that was better or worse for them. It's just, I was just like, yeah, I, I liked them a lot this season. And uh, but I want to mention, I couldn't find a category to put him in because I don't think he was. I don't think he had that much to do throughout the season. But I do think that Caleb McLaughlin, when he got, especially in volume two, episodes eight and nine, especially mm. episode nine, he shines a lot. Like you can see, like he does his range. And I was like, yeah. Also, like in episode one, the game winning shot, that's like, it kind of just finished watching Winning Time. That's just like, that's like sports movie situation. I was just, I was cheering for him. The ball was going in. I was, and my hands were up. I was like, yes, ball, go in, give him win that. So, like, that was nice. And then, um, yeah, I think he gets to shine a lot, especially with, with Sadie Sink in Volume Two. So those are, that, I think that's it. Let's talk about the characters. The rest are like, there's no one that I didn't like apart from Mike. Oh, that rhymed. Okay, so um, do you guys have any final thoughts? You want to talk about Stranger Things? Anything we've not spoken about before we leave here? Um, yeah, just my theories for season five. If we're gonna uh, do that, you have more. I have more theories. I have more theories. My theories for season five are that it's they're gonna go do time travel. Oh Jesus Christ! No, please. <laughs> but it's not gonna be because it's not gonna be the time travel that we're all expecting it to be. It's not gonna be. Okay. It's gonna. There's gonna be sort of like a. Because if, if the Upside Down has existed in Hawkins' past, like, it, it exists in Hawkins in that date, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. What if it's 
what if it's stuck on that date for for the reason that that was the date that the gate was like stayed open in Hawken? So maybe they traveled through the upside down, and there's they've come across it like maybe in Russia, for instance, they opened the gate five years before. Or something like that, because we don't know how long the the Russians have been experimenting, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. So maybe the Russians, maybe the Russian, maybe they use the upside down to time travel to the past to try and basically do a, a, a like kill baby Hitler. So it's so, going to be the Back to the Future season. I, I see, I see, I see where it comes from with all the talk about like when they went to the house and the bicycle and blah 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 and the shotgun. Mm. So yeah. There's actually seeds for it, so that is interesting. Yeah, I'm, time a, I'm yeah, time travel, and, and then obviously you want some kids to die, so that so we know that. I want, I want all the kids to die. No, I don't want all the kids to die. I want, but I also want them to do, um, like what the kids are doing now in like modern times, like how like a twenty years in the or like forty years in the future story. Oh, like a postscript, or like, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. Okay, I don't know how I feel about that, but I get what you mean. Um, <laughs> like, Ibuka, any final thoughts? There. Yeah. Do I have any any final thoughts? Mm-hmm. My only final thoughts is that please let next season be the last one and keep. No, no, but it's it shows. is the last one. Yeah, like it's, it's the last. It's confirmed as the last one. Attack on Titan told me the same thing, man. I've, that's three years now. I'm waiting for the final season. Yeah, but that's the thing. It doesn't come out. This one is definitely. We don't even know when this one's coming out, but I think. They might have shot. No, no, they never shot. They're doing a time jump, I guess, okay. to to align with the fact that these kids are so tall now and everything. So I think they're doing a time jump in story. I don't know how long. Um, okay, guys. Okay, guys. The upside down is here. Flowers are degrading, and Vecna has gone to recharge. So we're getting out of here as quickly as we can. Shout out to my co-host, Ibuka Namani. Shout out to my guest, Mo from Streamer. Check out Streamer on Twitter, on Instagram, Streamer News. Check out their website, www.streamer.com. And, yeah. I hope you enjoy Stranger Things. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Stranger Things. Please, as always, rate and review on any podcast platform you're listening on. Tell your friends about this podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And, yeah. Join us next week when we'll be joined by the one, the only, Oscar winning, BAFTA winning, incredible actor of all time, Daniel Kaluuya. Bye, guys. Bye. Then we unmute us Did you mute me? Oh, my God. Okay. Bye, guys. This, this guy, um, Homelander, you see, this, this is how we roll. Okay, wait, wait. This is the first time I'm talking about Stranger Things on this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's everyone's Vecna song? Oh, hmm. So <laughs> give give me the parameters. What are we talking about? Yeah, is like I was a song thinking. Of, is... what's, what's the criteria for a Vecna song? Yeah, because like, I just feel song... like I just feel like okay, he liked I'll, Kid Bush. I, I I want the Vecna song to be a song that is special to you, like. You can't pick a song like "Yeah" by Burner Boy because everybody likes "Yeah" by Burner Boy. It has to be oh, that's like special to you. That yeah, that you like for some reason. That like, it's not very popular, but you just love this song. 
and like it's out of character too. Someone, I, 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 I feel like I, I feel like mine is Jesse's Girl by Rick Springs. Spring, <laughs> Springfield. Or Bruce Springsteen. Rick Springfield. Bruce Springsteen. Or Rick no. Springfield. I, I love Springfield. I, I, I love that answer. Yeah, because what was yours? I feel like mine is mine is kind of cheating because someone asked me this question and I and like I had my answers and I basically fixed the parameters that I like. <laughs> but at the same time, I can't pick my actual Vecna song because it was so yeah, popular. It's a lot of talking. Just say what your answer is. I have too many. Vecna would grab me. I'm Yo, are you mad? You brought this up. You have to say what the answer is. And we can't record it out now because Moa has given a good answer. So you have to say what your answer is. Okay, my my, my Vecna song, yeah, if we're even going to go, you know, era appropriate, let me do the thing proper, would be Girls Just Wanna Have Fun by Cindy Lauper. <laughs> Why are you laughing? What's funny? <laughs> What's funny? <laughs> uh, is that what, so is that what you're listening to? Is that what you're listening to on a random like Friday night? Yep. When you see me walking into into the gym in the morning, that's what I'm listening to. Oh mother dearest. Um mine, let me see if mine is let me see if mine is error appropriate. Mine isn't even error appropriate. It's just a song that like it doesn't matter when it comes on, I will always be Oh, it will just always get me. Okay, I like that. Um, I was gonna say an ABBA song, but that might, that might be too common. Hmm. I think we'll go. Also, oh, mine is it, not air can it be? Can, her song is sad, right? Running are you asking voice. us? It's your. It's why are you asking us? No, it's no, no. I'm saying no. I'm saying like Max's song is sad, like running up that hill. Is running up the hill a sad, sad song? song? I think so. Oh. Like the lyrics sound sad. Anyway, mine would be It Takes Two to Tango by Louis Armstrong. Oh, okay. I haven't heard anyone make a deal with God and it not be sad. Like, God never... Okay, let's... Like, let's is that what let's not... What is... I'm ending this podcast. I'm ending, I, don't you, know, I don't know where you're going. How do you listen to the lyrics? Where it's like... No, I'm not listening to the lyrics. Make a deal with God. And so, something I'm about not one of, I'm not one of people that someone. made... No, I haven't listened to the lyrics. I'm not one of people that made the yeah. song, number one. Okay. Okay. Can we... Everyone's getting COVID. <laughs> Everyone's getting COVID. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Okay. But literally, everybody's getting um, COVID. Okay, guys, thank you very much. We have a. Wait, thank sorry, you, just, thank just, you very sorry. much. Wait. Speaking of, who's going to see the Elvis movie? It... Um, just give me a second. I'm trying to let. Let's 